Yes, people, it's episode 186 of Griff's Brain Dump. It's me, Griff, obviously. This is super late. This podcast is super late it being uh, released. But hey, whatever. Whatever. I was busy this weekend. I was busy. The whole weekend's been busy. The whole week was busy. I was just watching everything slip through your fingers. You ever had a week like that where everything just slips through your fingers? First, it was the house. If you didn't know, if I haven't mentioned on the pod, I was trying to buy a house. And it slipped through my fingers. Well, I say slipped through. It hadn't slipped through. It had been in this process for months. And then um, I got to the 11th hour and discovered there was a clause in, in, the, in the contract, in the property, in the title of the property we was buying, that uh, basically meant that whoever was paying this management charge to um, could create a charge over the property, could create a lease over the property. So we bought a freehold property but you didn't pay essentially your service charge they could create a lease over your property obviously lenders don't like that because uh, lenders like the whole control over the property um, should you not pay your mortgage and um and the people selling it and their solicitors are like, no, that isn't what the charge is. That isn't what the clause is. You've, you've misunderstood it. And then, oh, it started getting super bitchy on the Friday. Solicitors just going back and forth going, well, if you choose to interpret this law incorrectly, that's up to you. But my law firm is interpreting it like this. And it, oh, it was nuts. But it's a five chain. Five, uh five person chain we're the bottom of the chain and uh so it's that transaction that's unraveled the whole chain and it's still just bitching going on this morning just go, i think it's just appalling it's been six weeks these solicitors haven't spoke to each other and i'm just sat there like long as i don't look like the bad guy <laughs> that's all i care about oh wait a minute nuts uh, yeah, um, and that is all I care about, that is all I care about, as long as I don't look like the bad guy, wait a minute, I need to answer this call, bear with me, oh sorry, I had to pause there, it was the estate agent, asking what am I going to do, and I told him, hey, because I'll give you some background, um, some more background, so yes, it's a state rental charge, um, what was I saying before? Anyway, yeah, there's a clause in the contract. There's an estate rental charge that uh, that creates a charge over the property. And um, the selling party believe it isn't that clause. We've got it all wrong. And they're basically saying that they can't do a deed of variation, which is basically just a, a deed, a, a document, just to vary the contract to say, or vary the title to say, look, they won't be creating any charge over your property. But um, the seller's saying we can't sign that. And the solicitor's saying we can't sign that. We can't do with these variations because that isn't what the clause is. If you don't understand, let me try and put it in. Uh, let me try and give you a metaphor. Imagine if you your neighbour had um, had a dog. And you said, could you sign this contract to say that every time your dog barks, you have to pay me £20. Right? But then your neighbour goes... Cool, I would sign that. However, I don't have a dog. 
And they're like, all right, well, you just sign it then. And they go, well, no, because you can obviously hear some kind of barking, but it's not coming from me. So I'm not signing this because what happens when it barks and you try to blame me? I, I, I don't think I've got a dog here. They're like, well, sign this then if you haven't got a dog. He's like, well, I can't sign it because that's now me admitting that I have a dog and I, I don't have one. I'm, I'm saying I don't have a dog. So if I sign this, it says I've got a dog. You see what I mean? Is that is by signing the contract or the deed of variation, you, you've admitted that you had something in the first place. So it's, so it's this back and forth that's going on. And now that was the estate agent just making sure. Because my options are either I can change my lender and... Find a, and find a solicitor who agrees with the seller's solicitor to say it isn't really a dog. It isn't really um, that clause. However, let's say we buy this now. Four or five years later, we go to sell it and people go, no, nah, that's, that's definitely that estate rental charge. And now I've got an issue selling it and I'm stuck with this property. So, no. No. Not interested. So... It's either has to be varied or it's not happening. So that's that's what was happening on Friday. Then Saturday, we were meant to be going on a holiday on Tuesday. Me, Naomi, my cousin and his girlfriend. Um, and we first, we originally wanted to go to Cyprus. Then we swapped that to Tenerife. Tenerife. And then Spain got added to the list. So we switched from Tenerife to Croatia, to Dubrovnik, and then Croatia got added to the list, and then we said, like, all right, where are we going to go? And then we worked out, is it going to be Italy, Portugal, or Greece? Greece had something that if someone tests positive on the plane, you'd have to quarantine, even if you're not in your party. Uh, I'm not sure if that was his kind of Greek quarantine centre, hanging out with Stelios and the Mandem, I'm not sure. As they got to Saturday night, after back and forth, people getting very frustrated naturally because you're spending all day looking at a computer screen and you can't just make that idea. You know, if you're booking a holiday for yourself, there's less opinions to deal with. If you book a holiday for you and your partner, less opinions. If you book a holiday with another couple, it's just these, you can't just make that executive decision. Then you've got your other couple who've got different uh, times they could fly. You don't live near each other, so you prefer to go from different airport. Ah, oh, it, it it was it was a nightmare. Um, but it wasn't through anyone like being awkward. It was just just the circumstances of what's going on that's made it so difficult. And to think all of us actually only want to go to Dubai. That was the original thing. We went to go to Dubai for a weekend, a long weekend, and we ended up almost paying nine hundred pounds to go to Greece. And we was like, what are we doing? Stop it. Greece isn't worth this. And if we spent this with money to go to Dubai, we would be living like shakes. So <laughs> let's not. And so we backed out of that. Falling apart. Holiday. Falling apart. Um, so, yeah. That's all right, though. Had a good weekend. I see that's falling apart. Then I'm falling apart. Jesus Christ. My hip. I know that's like the oldest man injury, right? The hip. But my hip is killing. Left hip. 
Ask me what I did to it, I cannot tell you. I can't tell you. Friday, for all I can remember, Friday, I was fine. I played football Thursday, fine. Friday, fine. Saturday, I think I felt fine. But then Saturday night, it was getting a bit sore. And I'm not sure why. And then I was trying to like hang my leg out of the bed to try and stretch it out. And it was just like, this is really sore. It wasn't pain. It was just sore. It wasn't like aching. It wasn't hindering how I walked or anything like that. But it was just felt a bit stiff, a bit sore. Um, obviously, like a real man, I don't listen to my body. I played football Sunday morning. And I've now just been in excruciating pain. Um, on my hip and with that add and added to that my heel on my left foot as well it feels I try to describe it to my wife and she didn't understand what I was saying in the sense of it feels like when you've jumped from a high wall onto like concrete or jumped from a fence onto concrete and you've landed like too flat on your heel that's what my heel feels like and she's like what a weird analogy I've never felt that before and I was like that's because you're not a boy. Every man would know that feeling when you had to scale a fence for school or a wall to get a football or something. You, you've had to scale a fence or a wall and you've had to jump from one side to the other and you've landed, bang, just flat. You know you haven't broken anything, but it's like, fuck me, that hurts. That's sore. But that's cool when you do that because you know what caused it. But now I don't know what caused my heel to hurt. Don't what caused my hip to hurt. Don't what caused my heel to hurt. And I think that's what being in your 30s is all about. Because this is ridiculous. I used to get injured playing football. Playing football. I'd receive a tackle and I'd know, oh, yeah, it was that tackle from the number 17 on the other team. When I was running down the wing and he smashed me. That's when I injured my thigh. That's when I injured my hip. That's when I injured my ribs. Now... I just get up out of bed and I'm like, fuck me. What is that? Why is my knee feeling like it's swollen? What have I done? And I've literally got no recollection, no idea of what could have possibly caused the injury. Just mash up. And I'm actually an active person as well. So it's not like it's through me being inactive and then trying to burst into activity. So I don't know why my body's falling apart. Um, but seemingly it is. So I don't know. I need to bang some multivitamins. And um, just sort out my life really. Just absolutely sort out my life. Um, what else has been going on? Champions League final. That was that, that happened this weekend. Um, Bayern versus PSG. And that was that was great. That was, um, did I expect there to be more goals? Of course we do. We always expect there to be more goals, right? We always expect there to be more goals, but there weren't. It's a final, it's KG, it's professional. You don't just get battered. You can't get to a final and not getting just smashed by Bayern. And Bayern knows why they can just commit and get smashed by PSG. But um, fair play to Bayern. 
Well, I'm not like those. Um, well, I'm going. I'm going to say this opinion like it's my own opinion. I'm not like if, but it's it's an article I read that was written by someone way smarter than me. How they're trying to make out that Bayern is this you know amazing team because of how little they've spent and what great scouting. You know, um, I think the most expensive player on the pitch was Manuel Neuer. They paid 30 million euros for him. Then after that is Thiago Alcantara, 22 million euros. Then after that, it's like 6 million, 8 million here. So 8 million for Kimmich, 6 million for for uh, for Gnabry. I think they paid like 175,000 for Alaba. Alfonso Davis, like 9 million. So yeah, they haven't spent a lot of money on players. On those 11 outfield players. Granted, but it's like they Lewandowski they got for free. Granted, they got him for free, but they pay him like three hundred and fifty thousand a week, and they basically cherry pick players from the Bundesliga. Um, if they want to stay in Germany, that is, I guess. But then they had players on the bench, like Pavard, who they spent loads of money on. Um, who else? There's someone else on the bench who spent loads of money on. Um, Hernandez. So they've got players on the bench. They've spent money on, but they just weren't in the starting lineup. So it's nice to create that narrative that PSG have spent all this money and Bayern have spent none. So it's not true. They've spent a lot of money buying over the years, and they've had to sell those players for drop price because they have flops. So let's not try to make out there's some kind of little local club. They have to scrap their way to the top of the Champions League because that's just not the case, is it? But fair play to uh, Bayern. Um, what else has happened this week? Oh, of course, cuties. Let's talk about cuties. If anyone saw that Netflix cuties and they're advertising for this show. So there's a film coming out called Cuties and the way it was advertised and the way it hit um, the general public, including me, was these four young girls not young women young girls they're like they look 11 12 in uh hot pants and it's basically just dance outfits right but hot pants but look squatted and like them and it's been advertised like a their uh, 11 year olds who started a twerk crew and it's like huh and everyone's like look at hollywood being pedophilic Hollywood just won't stop. What's wrong with Hollywood? It's disgusting. Cancel the film. Why are they sexualizing children? Cancel the film. And I was like, I don't know what this film's about. I've seen the picture. This may be a knee-jerk reaction from the picture, but I don't like it. Vomited all over social media. Only for someone to come to me and go, nah, 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 nah. The director and the writer has been done dirty. Because a lot of people saw that adding a twist of it's young black girls being sexually exploited. And then someone's going, no, no, no. The writer and director has been done dirty. The writer and director herself is a Sudanese lady. And the pro- and the film is actually about the sexualization of children, of young girls. The over-sexualization, no, not over-sexualization of young girls. You can't over-sexualize because there's no way of under-sexualizing. Um, 
they shouldn't be sexualized at all. So that's what the actual film's about, uh, about how society's doing that and how we need to be aware. And the influences of that, of like a young immigrant girl coming to France. And I was like, oh, wait. So ironically, the poster has done exactly what the film is trying to argue against. Why did she pick that poster? Only for me to be shown. That wasn't the original poster. The original poster was just four girls walking down the street with shopping bags. Fully dressed. And just looking like innocent little girls. It actually looks like a coming of age story as is actually designed to be so it just shows you like as a creative how much you need to take grip of your project and make sure your message is communicated because if you let other people take it they will mess it up now i feel like netflix did it on purpose to get this controversy because i would never have watched this program ever i would never watch this film when i've crossed my radar and now i feel like and then i was like i'm definitely not watching it It needs to be cancelled now I feel like I have to watch it just to check that it isn't actually weird. If that makes sense. How weird's that, right? So are they fully won? I may just let my wife watch it and then she can tell me if it was okay or not. But um such a mad thing, man. So mad. Um what else been going on in the world in the news? Um I mean, else? I mean, Meg the Stallion came out and said that Tory Lanez did shoot her in the feet. And now some people call him Meg the Stallion a snitch. I mean, if you're a victim of being shot in the feet uh, and you had no part in firing the gun into your own foot, then I don't think you're a snitch. I think you're a victim who's been shot in the foot and you should probably call the police. That is probably the best course of action to take. That may even be the only course of action to take, in my mind, anyway. Because you you can't just uh, you can't just be shot in the foot and just firm it when you haven't done anything to provoke that. And it's just funny how people call her a snitch, and then these are the same people who probably, when women are in domestic violence situations, they go, "Why didn't she speak out sooner?" She got shot in the foot and everyone's telling her, shh, be quiet, man. Why are you telling people you got shot in the foot? Why are you snitching? Behave. Um, so, yeah, well, that's new. Just seeing someone post. I don't know if this is new news. I don't want to talk about it. In case this is old. Um, right, shall we get on to some Dear Deirdre, because I've got nothing else to say. Um, I gigged on Friday, that was really good, actually, KJ and friends. That was fun. Um, nah, something else to say. Right, let's get on to Dear Deirdre. How's this car got so bloody hot? It's not even hot outside. Um, oh God, have you noticed this? Like all the websites have started up with their consent stuff again. Like there's been obviously a change in the law that I'm just ignoring because I just want to get to the content of these websites. But it's um, 
I've noticed every website I've gone on has got a new thing. I don't think it's like an annual thing, is it? Maybe it is. I don't know. Let's see. I, I, maybe if I cared enough, I'd investigate it. Anyway, dear Deirdre, I had mind-blowing sex with my son's old classmate, and now I want us to have a future together. Stop it. I've had wonderful sex and fallen in love with a woman 20 years younger than me. Oh, you're, I thought it was a mum. Had sex with her son's classmate, as in another boy, but I think it's a dad having sex with his son's female classmate. I don't know which one's worse. Because as the son, potentially it's either your boy that your mum's banged or it's the girl you always fancied that your dad's just banged. Oh, God. My ego says it's, it's, the, it's the last one that's worse. Anyway, I'm uh, I'm a man of 46, divorced with three sons. The youngest is 26. Oh, wow. The youngest is 26. Only 20 years younger. That's your... That's your youngest. All right. You knocked him out. Young. He lives with me now. And while he's looking for work. And the other two have moved on with their lives. Um, I've known this woman most of her life. She's 25 now. So, okay. So, most of her life. Quick maths. 20, 26 divided by 2 is 13. So, you've known this girl since she was 13. Gross. Um... She's 25 now and was among my son's group of friends at school. It never occurred to me then that we might get together one day. I hope it fucking didn't. She was 13. But then last week I saw her in town, which I quite often do, and she waved and came over to talk. We chatted and I had the weird thought that she was flirting with me. It's been quite a long time since that happened to me and never with someone so young. She's a beautiful woman and I felt like we clicked. Stop it. Um, I invited her back to my house for a drink. Stop it. As my son was away. Stop it. It got pretty steamy that night. Stop it. And she gave me oral sex. Stop it. But that is as far as it went. Oh, you stopped it. Finally. Um, I had too much respect for the woman to try and go any further than that. Then last night, I sent her a text asking what she was doing. We swapped texts for an hour. And then she came over to mine. We had a few drinks. Stop it. See, drinks just there as an excuse. To, oh, we didn't know what he's doing. I got drunk. I mean, I was sober when I started making this decision. But I started drinking so I could do it. Um, we had a few drinks and we went further this time. Stop it. In fact, all the way. You did it. Stop it. It's been a while for me and it was mind blowing. She told me that she's so into me. But she's not ready for a relationship. You side man. I respect that, of course. I know that she's had a rough time. She's got a young son. But I feel like I'm falling in love. Do you think there's a future for us? Or am I just being a fool? An old fool. Um, I don't think you're being a fool, mate. Your feelings are your feelings. Um, what else is there? But uh, don't do it. Just have the sex. Take it to the grave. And never do it again. Uh, right. Oh, is that, is that rain? Oh, Jesus Christ. I'm going to have to pause the pod to, um, to get this stuff off the washing line. Ah, all right. We're back. I haven't got the washing up yet. I'm risking it. I know for you guys, for the pod, 
ridiculous behaviour. Anyway, work woes. Our female boss has got too close to a guy in our team, but HR don't care. Dear Deirdre, my colleagues and I have been watching our female boss get closer and closer to a guy in our team. And you're jealous? Um, it's it used to be funny to watch them make fools of themselves, but it's gone too far. Oh, right, has it now? She should keep her distance, we think. But if she's not at his desk, he's shut in her office with her. Oh, they share lunch breaks and she treats him differently to everyone else. I told you, you're jealous. And she get, he gets praised for the littlest thing while any mistake he makes... Get, he gets praised, yeah, and any mistake he makes gets blamed on someone else. It's clear... Such clear favouritism that it's caused huge resentment. He is almost a spy. We've been to HR, but they don't seem to care. Short of leaving, is there anything else I can do? I'm a woman of 25. Oh, you're not jealous because you can't bang her. Um, listen, it's not only women who can sleep their way to the top. Men can do it too. Woo! It's 2020. Men are getting it for themselves. Am I right, brothers? Yeah, men. <laughs> Too long, we've been behind women in the workplace, yeah? Getting paid more and stuff. But one thing we could never do is sleep our way to the top. And now there's more female bosses, now we can. Woo! Men! We can do it now, men. Well done. Um, so that's all I'm going to say is um, just suck it up. Suck it up. Unless you're um, getting paid less, then I don't know what you do. Maybe you just find a new job. That's maybe what you have to do. Um, right, next one. Jesus. Last one, because it's now starting to rain. Um, dear Deirdre, second best. My wife will only have sex with me if I pretend to be her old pal. Good night. My wife will only have sex with me if I pretend to be a guy we know. And let a role play seduce him. Jesus Christ. I'm worried our youngest is his child, not mine. Ah, we've been married for 20 years, happily enough. Um, though she has never been brilliant as she was raped as a teen. Jesus Christ. She is 37 and I'm 39. And the guy is an old mate we ran into two years ago. And my wife insisted we invite him around for a meal. He then called round once when I was away. We have kids age uh, 15, 13, 11, but our youngest is just a year old. I keep getting the idea that he might not be mine. The others are dark-haired and he is fair. He's eating away at me that he might not be mine. Um, Listen, what you need to do is go, one, we're not doing this sexual role-play anymore, okay? If you're uncomfortable with it, you have to tell her stop. Even if it turns her on, it don't turn you on, mate. Tell her, stop that. Number two. Get a DNA test on that son. You're the father, so you don't actually need a consent, I don't think. Just get a little bit of his hair. You send that off. You pay that amount. You don't let her know you've done it, because if you do, and it turns out to be yours, doghouse, mate. And she probably still banged your mate. So what are you going to do? So, um, see, what you need to do is find out whether he's yours. If he is yours, like I said, he's probably still banged your mate, but at least you haven't pissed off your wife by, you know, insulting her with a suggestion that could actually be based on the truth. You know when you're acting credulous when someone accuses you of something that you could have actually done? I was discussed it yesterday with, um, you know, like me being a black man, some clubs in London won't let you in. I remember me and two of my friends, both black, we separated 
I'm in a queue, partnered up with these random white girls in the queue to try and get into this club, right, a few years ago. And the bouncer, when we got to the door, goes, you, you and you, just point at all three of us black guys, the only black guys in the queue, you're not coming in. We're like, what? He goes, it's clear what you've done here. You obviously know each other and you split into with these these girls you don't know. And it's like, I do know her. She's my girlfriend. He's like, oh yeah, what's her name? And I was like, shit, he's going to look at her ID. And I was like, oh, I was like, mate. We don't know each other. How can, well, because we're black, you think we know each other. See, we act incredulous, but the fact was we did know each other. I mean, they were in the wrong for not letting us in just because we were black. But they were right that we did know each other. So, I don't know. I don't know how many wrongs there were needed to make a right, but there was a lot of wrongs. <laughs> uh, okay, I think that's the end of the pod. Um, because... We don't want to talk for too long. Can we, do, can we fit one more in? All right, cool. One more family feud. Because it's not, it's not raining so much now. Didn't panic. It's fine. Dear Deirdre, family feud. My mum stormed out of the wedding over seating plan, Raoul. And we're not on speaking terms. Wait, is the wedding happened or is happening? Let's see. My mum stormed out of our wedding reception oh, because she didn't like where she was on the seating plan. Oh, now she's picking on my daughter. Okay, let's see. I'm a woman of 48. I have two brothers and we get on okay. But over the years, my mum has caused rows between us by telling us all different negative stories about each other and our partners. Now she's starting on my daughter. Mum fell out with my daughter at her baby's christening because she didn't get on with, the, with her partner's grandmother. I told mum she's been ill-mannered and she's not spoken to either of us for six months. My brother haven't, my brothers haven't spoken to me either, saying I upset mum. So they have heard her version of events. I'm used to her ways, but she has never been this way with her granddaughters before. It has been tough enough for me over the years, but I don't want my daughter or grandchild to be a part of it at all. Listen, is this what you do? If your mum's rich... Then you get her on side. But if she's not, then you tell her about herself. Alright? Because if she's rich, don't be written out of the will. If she's rich, then you apologise. And you say, I'm sorry, mum. My bad. I don't know what's got into me. Or my granddaughter. And just just confirm one of the lies she's told about you. You know me and Peter, we don't get on because I always make terrible choices with men. Even though that isn't what you believe, that's what she believes. Let her have that. And you just say that to her. Then uh, she'll be like, it's all right. Stay in the will. But if she has no money, then you say, listen, mum. Shut your face. Because you're both adults. And you should have respect for your mum. You should always have respect for your parents. But I don't think that's a natural thing. Some people's parents are dickheads. And they don't actually deserve the respect that comes with the title of mum or dad. Because they haven't really acted like that and haven't earned it. Luckily, most people I know do have parents that do earn that respect. And because they like that, these issues probably won't come about in the first place. But it seems like your mum is a bit of a dickhead. And as such, you should treat her as such. And just let her know. Don't be a dickhead, mum. Alright? That's the end of the pod. Uh, I'm about to go back indoors. Uh, my wife came back in because she was at. She went to work, 
but her, um, her work isn't open today. So she's having to work from home with a colleague. And you know when you're just in at home by yourself, ready to just relax? And uh, I really need to go to the toilet. But you can't go to the toilet in a small in a small flat with a guest in there. So um, I just went outside. I was left. I was like, I can't. It's painful. <laughs> oh dear. So I have to keep distracting myself. But I need to get back anyway. Because I'm talking too much. And I've got things to do. All right, people, that's the end of the pod. Peace.